Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to listen and to share, to send your feedback. You know that I love you. And the reason why I chuckled when I said, you know, my greeting is because my cousin, my nephew recently, while visiting, while we were entertaining a new cousin into the family, my nephew and niece decided to mimic me about the podcast. <laughs> so so my nephew decided to say, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts. And thank you for all that you do. And I said, boy, you better quit. <laughs> and so the last time I recorded an episode was a, the 20th of July. And the reason why I stood back and didn't attempt to record any episodes is because occasionally I like to sit back and, and just let something come to me like I always do. But th- some things you could just talk about. Some things require me to do an assessment. Stand back and see if there's any reality to my thoughts, my old school thoughts. So since the 20th of July, I thought to just stand back because I the question I had was is there an old school family and of course you can always just come out and quickly say yes or no maybe so (laughs) yes no maybe so but I wanted to see for myself if there is an old school family How would I describe that old school family? What made the old school family different from a new school family? And I had to really just stand back and observe. There were some days that I actually felt like coming to the computer and sit down and and say something and record. But today, it hit me and it became a lot more clearer about how I would describe an old school family. Now, old school families still exist today. I see them, I even see that old school family in my wife's sister's house. And I will explain to you later why I said that. But during this brief absence, from recording, I got a chance to meet Stephanie Mack, my cousin, Stephanie Mack. And it was a great meeting. It was a great time. It was great to have her here in Columbus, Georgia. She flew here from, she flew to Atlanta from Albuquerque, New Mexico. She came to visit Gloria, my wife, the other relatives of my siblings, nephews, nieces. She came to see everybody. She wanted to make that connection with her new family. And Stephanie and I have been talking for almost four years. We've never missed a day from saying hello since we've met over the phone. We've never met in person. 
But she made the decision to fly here to trust us. Her husband trusted us to provide her with the safety away from home. And I appreciate that. I appreciate them trusting us enough to walk into a new environment unsure of what was on the opposite end. But when we met, when the three of us met, Gloria, Stephanie, and I, when we met at the airport, it was instant. It was instant. There was no time for trying to build. It was instant. Because she and I had discussed, had discussed this moment. And we said, and I said to her specifically, I'm too old to try to form something. We walk right in and we accept the role that we have and let's move on. Her maturity allowed her to do that as well. We stepped in as relatives. We spent those, the number of years talking. We didn't have to introduce ourselves anymore. She walked into her family's home. This gave Stephanie the first opportunity to claim her family. Her first African-American family to where she can say, you all are my cousins. And we can say to her, you are our cousin. That was a defining moment. I wanted her to embrace that. I wanted to embrace that myself. I wanted my family to embrace that. I want all of us. <clears throat> I wanted all of us to embrace this. Because it was a defining moment. We had a special role to share. To give to Stephanie. So with that experience, I sat there at the dinner table at Cheddar's while we were there. My siblings were there. My nephew, my niece, my wife. We were all there. I listened to the conversations. I listened to the interaction of conversations and the different topics that they were talking about, what they were sharing. I had a nephew at the table that's making a decision to get married. And I'm listening to this and I said, boy, what a blessing. What a blessing to see this kind of interaction. And so those two experiences just of seeing the family together, meeting Stephanie, it all started to make sense about is there an old school family? I've never had the experience of visiting grandparents. I've never seen any of my grandparents. 
on my maternal side nor my paternal side. So I don't have that point of reference of understanding what it is to visit grandparents. But I have the understanding of knowing the role that my mother and my father play as grandparents. The role they played in the lives of every grandchild, every child, every in-law, every daughter, the role that they played as the nucleus of the family. So when I think of the old school family, I believe there is an old school family. I watch my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, and I watch her role. I watch the role of that she plays as grandmother. I watch the role of her husband as he operates as granddaddy. And the grandchildren comes to the grandmama's house. <laughs> and grandmama can say anything she wants to say to those children. And those children know that's just her personality. They know that they are secure. The parents know that their children are secure. And when you see those children, those children are comfortable. Grandmama can tell them, go sit down, boy. You make so much noise. And, and, and they know they can. there's a time to laugh and there's a time to take her serious. But they know grandmama. And when granddaddy comes home, they know granddaddy. That was a nucleus. That's the old school family. So I just finished watching this series on television, on Netflix, called all American and when I watched All American it showed the way of the new school young people and then it showed the relationships of parents and grandparents now with the the picture is based on high school students coming from two different classes, two different societies, two different cultures. One out of Beverly Hills, the other is from Crenshaw. And everything was different about their way of life the advantages and the privilege that came out of Beverly Hills versus the struggle to maintain and to survive in Crenshaw. But it showed the relationships of young people, what they went through. Now, I guess you're probably saying, what does that have to do with the family? Both group of students, children, had family members. And those parents were presented to us in a different way. The 
children that came out of Beverly Hills had a mother and a father. The one out of Crenshaw was a broken home. Just a mother. Raising children. It's a difference, right? But the young group, at some point, they started dating. And I realized that they got caught up in not wanting to commit to a label. Two of the young people got married during a trip to Las Vegas, got married while they were in high school. They didn't tell the parents. They just, hey, we love each other enough, and they got married. And they kept it a secret. Another group, couple, decided that they were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend, but at some point, they decided that, mm, do we need the label? Do we need the label boyfriend and girlfriend? So I started looking at this and saying, these kids don't want to commit to anything. That, that is what makes them happy to live life and not be held down to a commitment. And I said, well, then if you get employed, your employer is going to call you employee. So do you like that label? You have to like a label. But they didn't want a label at all. They just wanted to be in the relationship have a feeling, but not tie themselves down to anything. But the parents communicated on the level of labels. Husband, wife, lover, whatever it was going to be, they operated based on a label. The one grandfather that was in the picture He had a role to play as well. So with all that I'm saying, this is how, this is what I'm saying. There is an old school family. Some people have experienced it. Some families still have that matriarch who served as the nucleus. All the children, circle around that matriarch. It's not that the patriarch isn't important, but that mom, that grandmama, <laughs> they become the matriarch. And all of the children and the grandchildren circle around her because what? Oh, mama, grandmama, we bake those pies. She bakes the cakes. She can go buy me something that she wanted me to wear. She will do the things that she likes to do. Those things that you just remember, your mama, your grandmama, you remember them for those things. Dad normally sits back and he'll play his old school music or he might sit in his favorite chair. He might say a few things. He might be the entertainer of the family. 
And then you're going to talk about what dad used to do, what granddaddy used to do. But those old school families, they were about accepting wisdom. Accepting wisdom. When we spoke to our parents and our grandparents and they responded, sometimes they responded with the best language they had, with the best knowledge that they had. But what they brought to them was experience. And when I look at the young people today, they think they are smarter than wisdom. They think that the parents don't have the knowledge to share. Some children, regardless of age, show a lack of restraint. They show a lack of patience. They actually think that they are smarter than wisdom. So as I assessed this old school family, I realized that there is an old school family. That old school family provides you with history. When you walk into their home, when you walk into their home and you see the pictures on the wall of yourself or your children, the grandchildren, the cousins, on the wall, that's an old school family. When they start pulling out the CDs, the albums, and they start showing you the stereo equipment that goes along with that old style of music production. The CD, the cassette, the eight track, <laughs> the VHS. They just wanna show you how life used to be. They're not stuck there. They just wanna show you how life used to be. And they know, and they go by husband, wife. They go by my boyfriend, my girlfriend. They go by labels and titles. They call it like it is. They're gonna call you a youngster. They're gonna call you little boy. They're gonna call you little girl. They're gonna call you baby girl. They're going to come at you with titles and labels. They're going to tell you whether or not you're going down the right road or whether or not you're going down the wrong road. But the generation that doesn't want to be directed, they don't want anybody to tell them what to do. They don't want to listen. They're smarter than ever. But like a friend of mine, James Daniels, he said, you know, it's something how your parents can tell you there's a dead end at the end of the street. I wouldn't go down there. But it's really something how 
you're going to go down that road in a way just to find out that there's a dead end at the end of the street. But you know, there is an old school family. That old school family is valuable. That old school family has an impact on your life forever. Whether it's good, bad, the old school family that you grew up in, if you got a chance to witness that old school family, they're at the baseline of your values. They are at the baseline of your values, whether you're running toward those values or whether you're running away from those values, they're there. That old school family is right there. So, after this episode, that is what I'm going to focus on. I want to hear from listeners. I want to record and interview people and say, describe the old school family. What is an old school family? Because I believe that an old school family exists. It's a family. It's a family where you meet cousins and you talk about it. You call everybody your cousin. That's my cousin. You don't know how. You don't know what caused you to be related. But everybody was cousins. Oh, that's my cousin. That's my brother. That's my half-sister. You're going to identify with relatives. You want to know your relatives. You're not sitting around saying, I already have my family. I'm not looking for yours. I'm not adding you to my bunch. I'm not communicating with you. I have nothing to say with you. But that old school family, that's exactly what they were doing. That old school family was saying, come on in here, child. I know your mama. I know your daddy. (laughs) Your John's son. I know who you are. That old school family is going to embrace you. Come on in here and get something to eat. Have you eaten? Have you had something to eat? You've been around here, you've been out there, and you haven't had anything to eat? That's what the old school family is going to do. They epitomized, love thy neighbor as thyself. They showed love. They embraced. They showed love and they embraced. They didn't find ways to decide that you weren't good enough. They found ways to say that you are included. That made a difference in so many different lives. I'm going to step back. But at this point, I only see old school thoughts as an archive. It's not to reach out. It's not to do anything other than to preserve history. And so my next few episodes will be based on old school family. How do you describe it? What is it to you? And what impact did it have on your life? I want to thank you for all that you do to support 
old school thoughts. And Hunter, my nephew, if you want to mimic me, you go right ahead. <laughs> I love all of you. Until next time, be good. <laughs>